And now, a Lister request from John Scully. It started when my dad and my uncle brought me to the theater to see Terminator 2, which I was way too young to see, by the way, and there was a teaser for a film in front of the movie. Ironically, that's the only thing I can remember about the screening that day because it has stuck with me ever since. You don't see much in this teaser. All you see is a shiny chrome hook against a map. And I was hooked. Pun intended. That year when the movie came out, almost every present me and my brother got for Christmas was related to it. Action figures, accessories, and even the titular hook itself. It was the first time I was introduced to any movie tie-in merchandising. Mind you, this would be years before I would discover Star Wars. I find myself rediscovering this movie at least once a year during the holidays. The movie has taken on a different meaning for me since I became a father and lost my own. So gentlemen of the Hold Up Podcast, could you please watch the Steven Spielberg film, Hook. Welcome to the Hold Up. Each month, we pick a movie one of us remembers fondly but hasn't seen in years, watch it, and decide, does it hold up? I'm John Nelson. And I'm John Longino. And hey, welcome to December, everybody. Hope that your uh, Thanksgiving was good and everybody's having a, a festive Merry holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy <laughs> holidays. Good tidings and cheer. It is a joyous time of the year, John. Let me tell you. Yes. Nothing upsetting me. Yep. There is absolutely nothing uh, upsetting or sad on the horizon. Nothing we, remotely horrifying uh, whatsoever. Everything's just dandy. Um, uh, this is the part of the uh, podcast where we usually dip into listener feedback. Um, did we get any, uh, emails from the last episode? Surprisingly, um, no, nobody wrote in to uh, discuss our politically themed episode. Yeah, no, uh, Bob Roberts, uh, did not, um, not a lot of thoughts on that one. Maybe, huh. you know, I, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were a little, uh, I mean, did something happen? A little distracted. <laughs> Was something going on in November that I'm not? not... Nothing that I can really think of, okay. well, nor that we're going to discuss uh, today. Oh, well, uh, if you want to uh, weigh in with your thoughts about uh, the Hold Up Podcast or anything else, uh, hold, write us at holduppodcast at gmail.com, uh, and we'll move along rather smartly to tonight's movie, Hook. Uh, a, a very fun-filled, light-hearted <laughs> children's fair that will uplift the soul and uh, hopefully be very, very fun. Hopefully. <laughs> and light. I, yeah. Well, at the very least, hopefully it'll uh, take us back to uh, younger days when uh, we were feeling good about ourselves and everything was awesome. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> I think this is, this is a good... This is good. Okay, uh, so our uh, well, I'm, I'm so John. I'm very happy to finally do another listener request. I have to yes. say, it's, it's been, been a little while. It's since been a little bit. It. It's been a minute. Um, and thank you, John Scully, for uh, recommending this to us. Yes, very much appreciated. Um, so, I guess we should decide which of us has seen this, like at what time and more recently, and who kind of uh, is more familiar with it, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm I, guessing it's you, honestly, because I've only seen it one time. I saw it when it came okay, out. And well, I've, was... I've most certainly seen it more than one time. Okay. For sure. So, so then, I guess maybe we start with you since... Yeah, you, so I'm be... the guy. I'm, I'm on the spot. Um, so I saw Hook when it came out in the theaters. I was very excited to see Hook when it came out. And I remember being so excited because it had like all the elements. I was like, oh my God, it's Spielberg, Robin Williams... Uh, you know, Julia Roberts is in it, Dustin Hoffman. Oh my God. Even Bob Hoskins is Smee. This is going to be the greatest movie ever. <laughs> I didn't like it. 
actually. Oh, okay. I, I was uh, vaguely disappointed by it. I so remember. you're a, gr- a Christmas Grinch. That's right. You're, you're not well, feeling... It's not for... I mean, again, the movie hopefully will be great, and I'll go back, oh, thank goodness. I was just a grumpy teenager, but I, there was just a lot about the movie that I just felt was very um, fake, honestly. Sure. Uh, well, but what, that's my memory of before it. Before we d- delve in too deep, what like what do you remember Hook being about? Like, what's the log line for The log for line Hook? of Hook is that Peter Pan grew up. Peter Pan eventually went back to uh, the real world. He grew up. He got a job. He had kids of his own. And now he's being enticed uh, by the Lost Boys and uh, uh, Tinkerbell and everybody to go back and save Never Neverland from Hook, who I guess has uh, been torturing them or something the whole time he's been <laughs> gone. I don't remember exactly. But uh, they uh, they draw Peter Pan back into his old world and he has to remember who he is because he forgot that he was Peter Pan. That's correct. Um I don't remember, honestly, much about the movie specifically. There's only two scenes that I remember from it. Um, The first was the um, scene where he is, you know, he's ignoring his kids because he's at his job and all that. And at one point he's in a hallway at his workplace and they have a cell phone duel to see who can answer their cell phone first. <laughs> and I remember thinking at the time, well, it's like, like, it's like holstered, right? Like, right. Like their cell phones are on, you know, something. when people used to wear them on their hips. Yeah. And this is even before people were wearing cell phones on their hips because cell phones were like this new magical technology, <laughs> this scrying pool that everybody could, you know, that nobody had. Um, so that was, I, I don't know. I remember being kind of like, oh, that's an interesting idea. But because cell phones were so prohibitive to people and no one I knew had one so I was like oh that just seems like as magical as Never Never Land so this scene is sort of alien to me I remember feeling that at the time um, and the scene that I remember the most and I actually really liked this scene and it was I, I remember it because it was the only scene I really liked um, was when the Lost Boys find grown-up Peter and they're like well he's not Peter Pan and some people are saying no he's Peter Pan no he definitely is and one of the Lost Boys goes up and like starts playing with his face and manipulating his face and he forces Peter to smile and he goes, Oh, there you are, Peter. <laughs> right. And I was like, Oh, that's sweet. That's very nice. Okay. I like that. That was, and that was my favorite moment of the movie. And that's the only one I really remember. And that's it. Wow. So everything else is like blank. It's kind of a blur. Nothing. I vaguely remember Julia Roberts really annoying me. Cause I was, sure. I was looking forward to her. Well, being I, hey, I'll Bell. tell you what, that's entirely fair. I, <sighs> I'm not really going to fight you on that one. Uh, I'm not the biggest Julia Roberts fan at all. So I liked Dustin Hoffman as hook, but I also felt like he was, he was in that period where he was just doing a lot of goofy roles like dick tracy and i don't know what all <laughs> and i just felt like the it, hook should be scarier to me or hook should feel more threatening to me somehow i just feel like he's just a goof and i don't feel scared sure. of him anyway i don't know that those are my memories how about you yeah well for me it's i would say the movie means a lot more to me than, than that uh, <laughs> well and I, I don't understand how could it mean less <laughs> uh, exactly but I, I think I think this is and, and this is part of the reason I'm glad we do this podcast together. I think this is a case of a generational gap. Yes, for I, sure. I'm pretty sure because you, you were probably a fair bit older than me when this movie came out. I think I was the same nine years I was uh, every day. That, I- <laughs> <laughs> that is a very fair point. Um, but uh, like essentially for people my age, Hook is is a movie that we really remember from our childhood. Sure, like a touchstone. Yeah. Now I you know I'd say some more than others i like i really enjoyed hook i watched it quite a bit when i was young and i'm actually incredibly excited to watch it tonight because i it's one of those that i watched a lot when i was a kid but never have gone back to like Mm. it's not like i gave it a now i'm an adult let me check this out right um so i'm really curious because because my memories might be completely false but i'm a 
child that was raised on Steven Spielberg, all all of his sure. movies, Indiana Jones, E.T., all that stuff. And this kind of, it, to me, is one of the last of those that, like, I... That and Jurassic Park, I think, are the right. ones that, like, I'm still a kid and I'm watching a Spielberg film. That's interesting. Um, So, not now, I wouldn't say that Hook is anywhere in the realm of as good as Indiana Jones sure. or Jurassic Park or anything, but... but I remember really liking it, and and there's a lot of reasons why. Um, one is a kid; it's a movie about youth, right, and about being a child and actually recapturing it, which is interesting because I I think it'll play differently for me now because at the time I am a kid, right. So I didn't really watch it of like, oh, this old man who's like lost his way and, <laughs> and needs to rediscover his youth. I was much more with the Lost Boys and with his children, like right. that. That was kind of my viewpoint in the movie. That may be one of the reasons that it didn't like kind of resonate with me because I was in that like middle spot. I was a teenager, almost ready to go off and be an adult on my own, but not like a working adult. Sure. I, I wasn't nearly about to have kids or anything like that, but I still sort of identified with his kids. And I, I, I don't know. On the one hand, I identify with the younger people in this movie, which is like, oh, there should be play and everything should be happy or whatever. But I'm also looking at like, well, you're a deadbeat father. You're not paying attention <laughs> to your kid. You know, not a sure. deadbeat, but he's being an ass to his kids. He's, you know, putting work in front of his kids. And it's like, well, I, I as a near adult can recognize that you're being a jackass. So I'm already kind of pissed at you. Well, John, it's called an arc, and, uh, and it, it usually sure, helps and a character. Again, you know, you need a hero's journey to uh, the redeem arc, yourself. The arc may be great, and I may <laughs> shed a tear by the end. I mean, a lot of things have happened between then and now, and, you know, maybe I right. could use some uh, nostalgia to, to yank me out. Who knows? <laughs> I, I will say uh, I remember a fair bit more of the plot than you do, so I might as well go ahead and come out with it sure. now. So, so from my memory, uh, Peter Pan has now become Peter Panning, uh, mm. and he's a, I, I believe, a lawyer. I could be wrong, but I, I think he's a lawyer. <laughs> okay. So that's why he's sort of neglecting his children, has a cell phone gun, you know, holster thing. <laughs> he, he's sort of a hotshot lawyer. Right. And uh, he's not drawn back in, into Neverland on just some kind of a lark or a whim. What it actually ends up happening is Hook, like, somehow has come and found him and steals his children okay all right like he yes. kidnaps his children and leaves a daggered note or i mean might even be a note with a hook in it i don't remember that, right. that's basically like i got him like come get him right and peter panning's like what the hell what is this like he's calling the police he's trying to figure it out and then there's a character in the film i believe his wife um is now i this is a fact that i think is maybe revealed as the movie goes on but it turns out that peter panning's wife is wendy's daughter or like yes, granddaughter or because something? the woman from oh is it down Abbey? i forget her name yeah maggie smith maggie smith it, plays wendy, wendy the old yeah, wendy like yes old wendy right so he has this thing where like his his mother-in-law actually knows who he is and, and so peter pan sort of when he came to the real world forgot about neverland right. and sort of became like a real guy and i think he thinks himself just to be a, an orphan that you know was raised or something right so so there i, th I believe it's maggie smith as wendy is kind yeah. of like i know what's going on and i didn't really ever want to talk to you about this but now we hey by the way you're peter pan right and and i think in the movie like the story of peter pan is like real in the in the reality of peter panning's world i think right. it's like wendy 
wrote down all the adventures they had and it's so it's one of those like it, it, it's like as if it's in our actual world and it's like oh that that fictional story you thought was just a fun peter pan story is actually you and it's actually real right um that that part i think was kind of cool so he's based, i forgot how or why i think i don't know wendy gives him some magic dust or some shit or like <laughs> tinkerbell shows up or whatever but he finds himself in neverland and then the whole movie is he's on a mission to save his children and also, he needs to sort of get back his mojo right, uh, and become Peter Pan again because that's the only way he's going to defeat Hook. Right. Because Hook's such a, I don't know, great fighter or whatever. I mean, uh, <laughs> from my memories, Dustin Hoffman is incredibly silly. Right. And, and I can't remember if it's, if it's like a great silly uh, performance or a bad silly performance. But he is comical and, and kind of him and Shmi, who's Bob right. Hoskins, definitely have like a kind I remember of really like kind of liking Shmi at the time. Um, but but, but the a, the aspect of their part of the story that I remember quite well is actually um, I want to say that uh, at, so he has her children. And then so uh, Peter Pan has a daughter and a son mm. and his son is played by a guy speaking of Dick Tracy. He's <laughs> also in Dick Tracy. He's a guy. I forgot his name, but he's a child actor that was in a few movies, most notably Dick Tracy this film i know he shows up in um oh what's that high school <laughs> jennifer love hewitt and and oh can't hardly wait. can't hardly wait thank you oh, yes it's not seth green is it no it's not oh, seth okay green. it's it's a guy it's the guy that's that's singing um welcome to the jungle and he's sort of the nerdy guy that's having his night and by the end of the night he's like a, a popular kid or whatever anyway mm. Um, those are the movies I remember him in. Um, he was really only ever a child actor. I didn't ever see him break out into adulthood or anything. Got it. But the interesting thing about this movie is that Dustin Hoffman is sort of trying to seduce the children into kind of becoming evil. Right. Joining the pirate crew. Yeah. Like becoming well, that pirates. that was kind of the Disney movies plot as yeah. well. Like whenever the kids would come to Neverland, they had the choice of like joining the pirates or joining exactly Peter Pan. And if you didn't, if, if you didn't join the pirates then he was going to kill you or right. walk the plank so, or so they keep that up and and peter pan's daughter is like not having any of it like she is staunchly in support of her dad right but i wendy more or less sure sure but i remember early on in the movie there's several establishing scenes where like i think like peter pan misses his son's baseball game or whatever he's like a disappointment to his son right so his son is looking at hook as like this surrogate father who's raising kind of like seducing him into like getting all into the pirate shit and so that's a really interesting and I think very emotional part of the movie is like his son is like practically betraying him. Mm-hmm. And then he actually might as well be it might as well be Indiana Jones who's like drinking the voodoo juice and like <laughs> it is turned bad. Like by the end of the movie, he's legitimately almost kind of evil. Oh, OK. And Peter Pan has to sort of like make a, I, I forgot the hows and whys, but he flies around and saves his son and basically proves to him that, you know, he's that but loves him. Good is, is good will always win because evil is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> to to coin exactly. a phrase from, from Mel Brooks. Exactly. Uh, so that I remember that being very heartwarming. Like there's a sort mm. of reconciliation with his son, uh, a sort of hugging and love, and then they defeat Hook. Right. Sorry to spoil it, but Aww. Hook doesn't win the day. Um, the other thing in which you neglected to mention, which I am forced to talk about, <laughs> is uh, amongst the Lost Boys, uh, there is a new leader of the lost boys who's taking up the mantle of peter pan and his name is rufio 
Oh, shit. And this yes. is a big ass deal because Rufio was like a real cool character and for kids. He sucks, doesn't he? No. The, the actor? The no. Re-actor? Are you sure? No. Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe, but no. All right. Well, okay. anyway, here, here, we're on my memories, John. You can, you can bad mouth Rufio in a moment. No, Rufio's rad, man. He's like Raphael from the Ninja Turtles, and every kid wanted to be Doesn't this guy. He have like he's red, got red in his feathers hair? in his oh, head. Oh, fuck. And he can fence, and he's fighting Captain. Captain Hook and he's awesome and then there's a real gut punch because like in the near the end of the movie Captain Hook straight up stabs this kid and murders him <laughs> Jesus murders Rufio this shit was devastating to every child who watched this movie it's akin to like Bambi's mom getting shot or old Yeller getting blown away oh by his God, own dude. like friend Rufio dying was traumatizing it's like uh it's like um, when Atreyu's horse dies in the never-ending story, which also maybe you were a little too old for this one too. No, I was right for that one. That, there you that, go. That hit me. But um, so it it that so anyone that's my age that thinks of Hook, that is the first thing you're gonna think about is Rufio, Rufio, and dead. And it was heartbreaking. Maybe that's why the movie didn't respond or resonate with me because I I vaguely remember not liking that character. So maybe when he died, I was like, yes. <laughs> Oh no! Finally, I think they even give him a cool. It's like Joss Wheaton wrote Rufio because they give him a cool like "Looky, looky, I got hooky." He says something like that right before he dies. That's so weird because that like, I mean, that villainizes Hook in a way that's like, well, you can't go back from yep. that. Up until then, it's all like fun and games. Right. But then it's like, okay, well, that's that's the thing I remember being really cool is Hook is yes, he's played for comedy, but he's also genuinely sinister and he's manipulating his children and murdering children. Like it, the, the movie takes a very real Hook sucks, you know, kind of kind of turn, I guess, um, and where he's legitimately sort of evil. That's kind of yeah. crazy. So I, I, I've always liked this part of the movie. I mean, obviously it's depressing, but but I always really like children's movies that get real dark and have some really major shit go down because right. it teaches children to get used to that kind of because right. strap in kids. It's nothing but pain and sorrow from here on out. Uh, That's not true. No, everything's everything's, <laughs> everything's rosy and right happy. Right and right rain. I'm in my safe space. I'm in my um, safe space. But that that is. Rufio is is like the legacy of Hook. I feel like for kids at least, interesting, he, he's a big deal in that movie. Well, I, again, I think like you say, this is a generational gap because when I'm talking with you and our friends who are your age at lunch, they'll be like, "Oh man, Hook! I'd be curious to see if that holds up." I remember liking it. My friends, when I say, "Hey, I'm going to do Hook," they look at me like, "Why? Why that movie? That movie sucks." Oh, <laughs> you know man. what I mean? It's like I, I must be just. You know, we were just too old for it at that point. Right. Um, also, I, I mean, uh, this is, again, for memory, but, like, this is, to me, one of, the, like, Spielberg's lesser ones, and it's, like, this is, it's weird that this is our first Spielberg film. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're going to well, dive right in. I would say most of the heavy hitters we're not going to be doing on this That's show. That's probably yeah. true. I'm, I'm sure they all are pretty good. <laughs> Jaws <laughs> but there was like sucks, that... <laughs> man. Jaws is trash. <laughs> there was that, I mean, the way you say that this was, like, this and Jurassic Park were sort of the tail end of, like, oh, that Spielberg for you. Like, E.T. was sort of the end of that Spielberg sure. for me, because it was, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T. Are, are sort of in that category. And then Temple of Doom happens and it's sort of like, that's sort of uh, mean. And then like Hook and I'm like, come on, dude, pick it up. And then like, <laughs> I didn't see like Always. I think that was around that time. Sure. I've never seen that either. Um, yeah. So he did a, a number of movies in a row where I just sort of, 
I kind of tuned out really until um, Last Crusade. I also think we we, we got to talk about Robin Williams at a certain point. The, yeah, you know, I, I I have very fond memories of Robin Williams as a performer in, sure. in many movies, and I remember this one being a really good one. I think this was a really good role for him. It's very fitting, the sort of like adult, the child in an adult's body type thing. I well, think it seems a perfect fit. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's no Jack, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. And, you know, of course, like everybody else, I was saddened when he died. And, yeah. and hopefully um, we can watch this and it'll be a nice uh, celebration of what made him uh, awesome. The funny thing about Hook and Robin Williams is I, I he's one of the things that I remember being disappointed by in this movie. Like interesting because I, I him in the beginning is fine because he plays the like he's very straight and he's right. very restrained, which is you know different for Robin Williams. And then when he becomes like Pan again, I felt like oh he's Robin Williams doing Pan, not Pan. I felt like he didn't like submerge into the character really. I'd be curious to see what I what I think now. I wonder if that still holds true. So aside from the um, Broadway play uh, put onto film, uh, I think Hook might be my favorite movie that is in kind of the Pan universe. Okay. Um, I really like the story of Peter Pan, and I really like the Broadway play a lot. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling to think of something better than Hook in terms of exploring that area. I think like just the props, the sets, the feeling of Neverland, the tapping into, you know, youth... Uh, I, I think Spielberg was a great choice for that. I think Robin Williams is a great choice for that. I don't think Julia Roberts is a great choice for that. Right. But, you know, I, I don't know if you want to talk about that for a bit, but I, not particularly because, again, that was one of the disappointments. I was, I, you know, I liked Pretty Woman and I was like really excited oh, to see fucking what fucking hate Pretty Woman. I liked it when I was fuck Pretty Woman. I hate that. But what, anyway, you know, dude, a, a teenage boy liking a movie about hookers. Why? Uh, why? Why wouldn't <laughs> I guess that movie's. <laughs> Nah. Anyway, Julia Roberts. Yeah, she was not great in this movie. Hook. Well, I don't. I, I'll. I'll say this outright. I don't much care for her in most movies. Like oh, really? I, I think Julia Roberts is is not terribly good. I mean, granted, my my hatred of her comes from a time where I was I don't know in junior high and high school, and she's in a lot of romantic comedies. Right. And I just dislike that genre in general. So I sort of associate her with that. And so whenever she kind of ventures out beyond those borders i sort of have this knee jerk of like oh fucking julia roberts <laughs> what are you doing stinking this thing up but may, may, that might be unfair of me i i wonder i haven't seen a film she's in since i've sort of let go of those petty squabbles right so I, may, maybe i won't care at all that she's in it i feel like on average every fourth movie she's in she's good <laughs> <laughs> sure i don't know if that's a good average but i i don't know it, it's like to me every time i've almost written her off she's sort of pulls it back out again mm -hmm. and i had definitely written her off after hook and then she did i don't know what she did like before that but definitely like my best friend's wedding i was really mm -hmm. surprised by and oh I, oceans since, 11 since we're talking about julia roberts i'm i now have this flash in my mind of a scene in the movie uh that i just want to bring up for a moment i remember there's this weird turn where tinkerbell kind of comes on to peter pan yeah. like the scene is <laughs> somehow they, somehow she becomes full figured like Oh my God, that's right. She grows to life size. And like wants to kiss him and all this stuff. And oh I remember him God. being like, I have a wife and I don't know. Like I, that, that just suddenly hit me. That's a weird scene. <laughs> like, See, again, the, every time you bring up scenes that I had forgotten, I was like, there's a reason I forgot these. These suck. Yeah. Fuck, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, Get then, ready, man. I guess this begs the question do you think it's gonna hold up john that bangerang <laughs> yes it's gonna hold up absolutely I, I actually do i think it will i i think there will be some corny eye rolly moments of like oh really but um i i have 
I truly have fond memories of the film. All right. And I think at bare minimum, nostalgia will get me over the line. Mm. And then my hope is that it'll actually, as a father, as an adult man, I really like the movies where I was a kid and had one view on it. And then now I'm an adult with a kid and I have a totally different view on it. Right. I think that is going to appeal to me. And I suspect I will. I, I suspect it will hold up. I'm guessing that at least will happen. Even if I don't like the movie, I'm guessing there will be some element of that. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I will weigh in on, I don't think it's going to hold up because Ooh. it really was disappointment to me. Split when I saw vote. It. And finally, it's been a while. I know, right? We're usually <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Why not? Or no, no. Put fucking. some money down. What do you say? Uh, I don't have any money. Oh, bro. That's, sorry. That's this Pretty new, soon. This new economy. Well. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We were oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, 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 what God. are we talking about? No. Oh, man. Suddenly the real Rain, world came in. and lollipops. Bring that back out. <laughs> Bring that, you know, this is our safe space. Oh, yes. We're in Neverland right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, one more, uh, one more tidbit. Actually, um, a friend of mine was a uh, an extra in Hook. Really? I'm gonna try looking. I don't think I'll spot him because he's one of the pirates, and there's like thousands <laughs> yeah, of them. But uh, yeah, a friend of mine, Mike, um, uh, who I met years ago at UCLA, is uh, in this movie is as uh, one of the pirates. So shout out to Mike. I'll take a look for try looking for you, bro. I don't know if I'll see you. It's on your shoulders, Mike. <laughs> the hold up ability of Hook. <laughs> it's not on him at all. <laughs> Right on. All right. Well, are you ready to go uh, check out this amazing movie that uh, is going to settle both of our souls into happy places? I am genuinely looking forward to it. Me too. Let's go watch Hook. seek his revenge only you can save your children you must make yourself remember remember what peter don't you know who you are have to fly have to fight have to crow have to save maggie have to save jack Where are we going? To Never Never Land. Where? I hate, I hate, I hate Peter Pan. And we're back. Bangerang, John. Welcome back. Hey. Welcome back to adulthood. Yeah, welcome back to the real world. Welcome back from Neverland. Yes. How, uh, how you holding up? Uh, you look so energetic. You look so excited. I came back to the real world and it depressed me again. So <laughs> I'm going back to Neverland. I'm going to hang with the Lost Boys. Yeah, man. Um, Just roll your fat ass down a <laughs> couple of flights of stairs like a like a like a, like a boulder. Yeah, because that's what we need is to fat shame the kids. <laughs> uh, so what'd you think? Uh, I so I enjoyed my viewing. I mm-hmm. I was uh amidst a nostalgia. I I <laughs> felt a wave of it pour over me. I actually I I really liked it. Um, oh, that's not to say it's a flawless film. <laughs> um, but I I I would say I I had a good time. I I didn't get that sense from you. I, I you know, will say I, I, honestly, I'm undecided. Okay. So interesting. A, lo- a lot of this episode rides on the next few minutes <laughs> I can, of I you can, uh, <laughs> talking really? me into one way or the oh, other. No. I, I'm leaning. Well, I'm it's leaning like a towards. Room. 
I'm leaning towards the positive, but I mean, there, there are a lot of things about it that I'm like, oh, oh, good. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, okay. Well, now we're okay. I actually think I liked it better this time than the first time I saw it. Because okay. I do remember as we were watching, it's like, oh, yes, that's right. Okay. Uh-huh. That's probably why I was... And a lot of it, like, seeing the beginning again, like, kind of brought it all back, like... He's really unlikable in that first, <laughs> yes. like, 45 minutes. Like, Very much so. Peter Pan is the bad guy right. in this movie because he's, like, ignoring his kids. Well, he's, specifically, he's ignoring his son. His daughter mm -hmm. somehow escapes the ignoring. But, like, he's ignoring his son. He's making promises that he can't keep. He's yelling at his kids and his wife. Yeah. And he's really overbearing in a way that you're like, dude, I don't give a fuck if you never go to Neverland. I, I really am <laughs> disgusted with sure. you. So to bring him back is kind of a is no easy trick, but I yeah there was something about that beginning where I was just like really kind of tuned especially as a parent because I'm like well I have no sympathy for you dude sorry that life got hard sorry that you grew up and right. had kids and had to balance shit too bad I guess <laughs> you know what I mean I I mean well well first of all let me say I was I was basically half kidding about you disliking the movie so I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you liked at least some of it or at least all the I things. did that's, well that's, once they once they once they got past the kidnapping part, which is really kind of scary. Yes. I mean, actually, I would say overall, that'll be my first note. I think overall the movie is fun, but it has a real, like, tonal problem mm -hmm. that it never completely overcomes. Because, you know, like you said before, there's like, you know, there's a child death, there's kidnapping. Yes. And then they sort of just write it off and everything's happy at the end. It's like, there's a dead kid <laughs> somewhere. No Rufio funeral. His yeah. body rotting on a ship in Neverland <laughs> and nobody seems to give two shits. Sure. So there are a lot of like convenient overlookings in this movie just to keep things rolling. Yeah. Well, I, I think the film, and I think it's part of the reason I really like it a lot. I think it sort of dances between the lighthearted fantasiful and the sort of darker toned seriousness right. um especially uh, you mentioned uh peter panning the shithead father uh he he is very dislikable and you know i particularly uh, you know it's all like vaguely forgivable i mean he is an absentee father and that's all terrible but then it's it's really bad when he's he's like taking a call for the big deal that he needs to close or whatever. He's a lawyer, but he's closing a like a deal. I guess he's like the lawyer of a company that's closing well, a deal. I get the feeling that he was a lawyer that worked his way. Well, he, sure. he was also an accountant too somehow. Yeah, he's like five jobs. He was an accountant who became a lawyer who <laughs> yeah. worked his way up to like a top dog of a company. Confusing, like because the way he's talking, he might as well be an executive. He's like, oh, I, I gotta finish the deal with these people, right? And but you know, if he's just a lawyer, like, what does he care? I plus, know, I but, gotta say, it, I you know my my viewing was a touch tainted in the beginning because i was like oh a businessman <laughs> that's what i wanted i don't to know what see. connection you're drawing it's, no not, not much really just a general like yeah. you know generic just uh, a generic hatred for, sure for businessmen for men that wear wigs and mm -hmm. uh, kidnap children but uh <laughs> <laughs> right exactly um but anyway so in the scene where he's sort of closing this deal or whatever his kids are very very nicely just playing goofing around i, mean, I think playing you know uh doing like a pillow fight or something and he gets he gets full on like it's a wonderful life jimmy stewart <laughs> kind of nightmare like right off the top where he right. just goes like everybody shut up and get out of here like god damn it and like, stop ruining my life and it's like scary and yeah. they cut to to uh, maggie smith hearing this and you can just hear her heart breaking where she's like <laughs> Oh no! Peter Pan is literally about to beat his children. You know, this is <laughs> this is not cool. 
Um, I, and I agree. Yeah, he's very dislikable at the beginning, but I think it's intentional because it, it really sort of sets him up to have a, a, a sort of rise up or I guess a rediscovering yeah, a re- of, of the nicer parts of himself. Right. I mean, he is very, I will say this though, he is very 180 or very polar. Like he's never kind of mid-level okay. He's either a, a inhuman monster <laughs> or or Peter Pan himself. I mean, like right. he's either just childish and having, because the turn, you know, the turn from him from, you know, shitty dad who's just is so sick of working out and trying. They, they, like, uh, we, we didn't really remember this part, but um, uh, Captain Hook is once he discovers that Peter is a shell of the boy he once was and is actually this fat, like terrible guy. He He's so uh, disappointed that he doesn't even kill him or anything. He's basically well, he's like, getting ready to just kill him and right. his kids. He's and just then, like, eh, fuck this. And then he, he sort of lays down an alt or Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Yeah. Tinkerbell jumps in and barters for like, well, give me three days. I'll, 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 I'll turn him into pain into shape. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there is a sort of art. There is like a training montage kind of thing of, okay, we got to turn Peter Panning into Peter Pan. And it definitely um, isn't subtle or gradual. He, he sort say, of by training dead. montage, you <laughs> yeah. mean like long scenes sure. that eventually One get around food fight later. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's full on pan. So that is a little convenient, but um, I would have, I would have stood for more convenience in this movie. There is a long period of him just like, Oh my God, I've seen so many crazy things. Yeah, but I don't believe that I'm pan. It's like, by the fifth sure. weird thing he's seen in Never Neverland, <laughs> I think by that point it's like, okay, just accept your destiny and let's get this rolling. Because he takes forever to sure. learn how to, you know, dance and sing and fly and crow and all that other stuff. And there came, for most of it, I was like, eh, this is at least clever, so I'm on board with it. But even after the, like, I don't know, like the, the food fight even, there's still like a point where he's like, oh man, this is great. But I'm not the pan. It's like, oh, for <laughs> crying out loud, can we move on, sure. dude? He has this moment of, I, I don't know. I so, so what I really like about it is, you know, Neverland seems to have this quality in which people that go there sort of forget about the real world and get kind of wrapped up in Neverland. And his son yeah. certainly experiences this where he, he practically forgets he even has a family. Uh, what what I liked about the, the, the pan character as an adult is they sort of took that idea and made the real world the equivalent of that for him. Right. So, like, he literally forgets being Peter Pan. He doesn't remember anything. And, and it's almost like he went to the land where everyone grows up and becomes a jerk. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I sort of like that that shift. In the, they, they very cleverly take a lot of things just about the Pan story and kind of turn them on their head in a way that I think is really interesting. Yeah, and they really expl- I mean, he tries to find every possible visual gag and like, you know, uh, you know, thematic gag he can find for Peter Pan, even like everybody's shadow figures in where that yep. was very like a big deal in Peter Pan. It's like I don't know. There was even like down to like the I guess in the book or the play, not so much the the original Disney movie, but like a kiss is represented by a thimble and yes. they do a lot with that and I don't know. There's a lot. I, there's too many to to even remember. But there's a lot of like little things that Spielberg does to kind of just blow up this world as as imaginatively as possible. Which I think a lot of them actually are clever enough that I'm like, okay, I, I, I forgive the time we've taken to this. But there, he's not. He took nothing out. By the time he turns into Pan, he he's Pan for about half an hour, and then the movie's over. 
Like he's mostly Peter Panning. Yes. The whole, or Banning or a pan. I think it's a panning. panning. Yeah. It's he's panning. mostly Peter Panning for you know. He's basically like Obi Wan slash Ben Kenobi. Like they didn't really hide him that <laughs> hard. Right. So like, oh Peter Panning. No panning. one will ever yeah, figure this out. No one will ever <laughs> look for him there. I wonder how Hook found his kids. That's weird. I will say. Uh, as a new viewing, uh, what I sort of suspected, the, the connections of uh, me being a father now and mm-hmm. having my own child and that sort of making the movie different for me, I think was definitely the case. Yeah. Uh, there, particularly really early on when, when Mr. Panning is being a negligent asshole, <laughs> his, his wife uh, very wisely kind of sets him aside and, and she gives a really great speech about how yeah. her kid, you know, the kids aren't going to be chasing after him forever and he's he's missing it yeah and they want to play with him and he should play back and that pretty soon he's going to be the one chasing them and it was a very heartfelt mm-hmm. kind of speech and i definitely got pangs constantly in the movie whenever he was missing his kids whenever it was about his children right i related yeah. to him in a way that that i when i first watched ever watched the movie i was with the lost boys and rufio and, right and even to an extent i mean captain hook's pretty silly from for the most part and yeah I, I would say i related to him more than mr <laughs> panning and then now, like, I'm, you know, I've had moments of being frustrated with my daughter, like kind of wanting a moment of peace and that kind of thing. And right. it, it, I don't know, there th- that message in the movie that was like, cherish your children and the short time you have with them really resonated right. with me. And there was even like a funny bit with uh, where Hook is trying to seduce uh, uh, Panning's kids over to the dark side where he tells them, well, why do your parents read you stories? And the little girl's like, because they love us. And he's like, no. They want you to shut up. <laughs> they want they you. They were happier before you ever came along. Right. Yeah. Just like completely uh, hitting them over the head with the fears that all kids have, which is like they were happier without you. What and does he say? There's like they used to go out every yeah, night. Yeah, they used they to used stay to up every sunrise. night just to see the sunrise. <laughs> and then you came along and what, ruined what's it. What's really funny about that is, there, I mean, there is, I mean, I love my daughter. This is not a statement like I don't. But, but there is a weird truth to that. Like anyone that's a parent knows like, yeah. I did you see the sunrise yeah. like those were good days oh man the days of wine and roses those are over yeah but i don't know yeah there's i mean on the one hand you're like man that that's completely true and yet there's there's a, a non-truth to where it's like yeah but i mean you, right. you, things gotta change it's like you're not gonna do that your whole life right well that's the right? thing about the movie it, it, right <laughs> the, the thing about the movie is you can't stay in neverland forever right that's sort of the message like the original pan story seems to be like oh be a kid forever yay or even though, well, I think even the original Pan story does sort of end with like the kids saying, oh, we want to go home. We're right. tired of it. And Pan, oh, you're right. You're right. Pan is the one who's like, well, I don't get it. But I, you know, the kids are the ones that sure. sort of make the leap because in the beginning, they're the ones who are like, oh, I'm tired of this life. I want to go to Neverland forever. And then by the end, they're like, yeah, I'm sick of this shit. Let's go home. Yeah. So and Pan is is not really the protagonist. He might be the hero, sure, but sure. he's not the protagonist here. He's the protagonist. Right. So. Yeah, and they give him this whole thing of, oh, I wanted to have a kid. I wanted to be a father. Mm-hmm. By the, I think his last line in the movie, or one of the last, is sort of, you know, oh, to live would be a great adventure. Like, right. it's a really nice message. Yeah, I mean, great message. It, it, it took a long time to him to figure out that his kids were his happy thoughts like he can't fly until he gets a happy thought it takes him three days to remember that his kids are his happy thought that to me was like well okay that's that's a very very fair point he's sitting there he's like okay my my salary no i i guess that's not it my oh my cell phone holster is really great oh i'm just really Really racking my brain. Oh, my son. Right. Right. Oh, my kids. I was so happy to have them. That's, oh, that's okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Lost Boys should be like, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> come on, you asshole. Um, I liked Rufio a little more than I remembered. Not much. I still love Rufio. I think the actor was was uh, doing a better job than I remember. But uh, sure. yeah, him skateboarding all around drove me nuts. And <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and then when he died, I was like, well, I wasn't sad, but I was like, well, that's a bummer. I just like, I mean, you're right. And it, it is sort of a cheap emotional moment. And then they pay it up for everything it's worth. And then kind of dispatch with Rufio right. rather quickly. And yeah, and then his body just disappears. Yeah. Like like the moment of choosing a new successor isn't like, guys, let's let's have a moment of silence for Rufio. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's pour off for Rufio. It's like, yeah, let's fuck that dude. <laughs> wipe the smiles off our faces and kind of recognize that a oh, child bye. just got murdered. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everybody's like, oh, bye, Peter. Thanks for coming <laughs> to play. Man, that was a great game. Hey, does everybody remember where Rufio is? Nah, <laughs> fuck him. Buzzards are eating him? Oh, well. Yeah, That's yeah. too bad. That sucks for him. Him, yeah, I guess. so I mean that is a little weird, but but it is a little strange to just kind of be done with him and move on. But I I, I think that is that is a very Spielberg thing. I will say that of kind of like playing up the maximum emotion and then just kind of and then forgetting it all it. happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that uh, a, an extreme compliment I will give the movie, and this may even be something that plays even better now than it did when it was made. But the the kind of set design and and just just whole production mm-hmm. value of the movie is really cool. Yeah, uh, especially since it was made at a time with fairly minimal computer effects. Right. There's a lot of things they do that that look great that I think they would have, especially him flying around and stuff that yeah would have certainly been computer now. Well, they certainly uh, show you how much money they spent. They're like, look at the set. Now yep. keep looking. Look some more. <laughs> now, we're, we paid a lot of money for this Absolutely. set. We're going to have a whole tracking shot over it. It's, it's definitely like really like serious how how much they uh, invested in. And well, I mean, you know, money well spent. But they, you know, he's like, okay, now we're going to show it for 20 minutes. Absolutely. Uh, I will say that. I had a suspicion I because we, we talked about Julia Roberts for a little <laughs> bit before we watched the movie. And right. I went on record saying I don't really like her that much. I will say I, I didn't remember loving her character when I was young and especially now. I, I think that's the one bit of the movie I would say is kind of just straight up bad. Yeah. Is Tinkerbell. Like not just even Tinker. Like I feel like they should have just done the Disney thing of keeping her silent. Yeah. Like keep her like having Julia Roberts play the part just for obvious like hey look at this great actress we got so ignore the fact that none of the other actors in this are a girl you know right right. we left the wife behind just like back to the future (laughs) we leave the girls behind so the men can go play it's like yeah yeah she's really bad i have to wonder how much of that is sort of the same thing that happened in you know those george lucas uh star wars prequel type right where she's like acting against a green screen shit like that i I imagine there's a lot of that going on because she did seem to be like sort of talking to air most of the time yeah like she it's almost like she's super overacting because she's got <laughs> jack shit to play off of and right. i assume she's just in some room somewhere just going yay you do you can do it we yay peter yeah and then there's a lot i mean even the the story that they give her which is like she's secretly in love with peter pan and it's like well i that, still don't understand that at all there's nowhere for that to go it, i mean it especially sticks in, out really oddly yeah. she's just like i've always wished for this peter like let's fucking make out <laughs> Let's do this. Oh, you, oh, you want to rescue your kids? Okay. No, that's fine. What the I hell guess. was that scene about? Like, I still don't understand. And then all of a sudden, she's life size, human size. Well, and why? It just seems so like obviously like well, we got Julia Roberts. We right. can't have her as a mini all the whole time. She's got to be full size for some reason. It's like, well, why is that? I don't know. Probably wants to kiss him, right? <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> no other plot necessary. She wants to kiss a boy. Sure. Let's move on. 
Uh, I will say uh, in the sort of positive camp, um, I, there was many like two, three, four really moving scenes for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't I can't really parse. And I'm interested to see what you think. I can't tell if it was just an, an injection of nostalgia and I was feeling nostalgic or if they were actually really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, the first one that pops out to me is sort of the food fight imagination right. scene where, where he's they're, they're having a meal and all of the bowls and plates and things are empty. And Peter Panning is watching all these kids, you know, eating and he's pretending just, uh, to eat. They're just like eating invisible yeah, food. Nothing. There's like steam and nothing. <laughs> and, and Peter Panning's just like, fuck, man, I'm so hungry. What the hell? And and they, they play it for a while. And then it's he gets in a sort of, you know, your mama so <laughs> shitty kind of match with Rufio. Right. It, it not it's not a yo mama thing, but it, but it is this sort of one upsmanship yeah, of, of playing talking the trash of, oh, you're, a, you know, liquor puppy poopy you know witch, right. whatever and um he takes a moment to pretend to flick food at rufia's face and there's this really interesting moment where he does that and then real kind of pasty food hits him and then it's like you're doing it peter and he looks down and all the food's there and it's it's sort of his moment where he's breaking through right uh the music's really great the kind of shots are really great everything about it i really liked and i'm, I'm curious what you thought of that moment that moment was great that was kind of up there with the like oh there you are peter yeah it, oh it, yes it, yes you had mentioned that before yeah it's one of those that it's like oh yes there's the magic right there and it's you know and, and, and it sort of pointed to the scenes that weren't as like magical i guess where it's like oh we well okay this, you've had your magic scene can we now move to the next scene it's like, oh no now we need a real bummer scene to remind us that one of the lost boys misses his mommy and sure yeah th- again uh, for every magic scene there was a scene that pulled you down and i was like sometimes that works and sometimes it's like ah, man this is totally just all over the place um, but there were a couple of those. Like, yeah. what was another one that you were? Well, I, about? I also really like when he sort of finds uh, their original secret hideout. Him and Wendy and and John and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he goes into this burned down kind of treehouse, and it's actually it's actually the most expository moment in the movie. It's basically just running down. Like he his memories are coming back, and this is how he remembers he's Peter Pan. But it runs down. Sort of Maggie Smith is old, and then he sees. Her, <laughs> her granddaughter, I think it is, or, right. or at least her, is yeah. her daughter, uh, kind of creepily just gets into bed with her and kisses her. That's a little weird, but we'll, we'll sort of let I'm that gonna slide. I'm going to give her a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Step <laughs> back, Wendy. You've unsolicited, been just smooch her. And yet again, there's more of that, like, Wendy is pining for him, and she's, like, sad that he right. took so long in between visits, and she's like, well, I had to get on with my life, sniff, sniff, and it's like... Why is it every girl is just like pining after this douchebag who can't be bothered to notice they exist? <laughs> what because, the fuck? Uh, now? It was written by men. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> there's the there's the answer. <laughs> Actually, Carrie Fisher did a rewrite of it. Did oh, you? really? Yeah, I didn't oh, know that until I looked it up. So there you go. There was a woman. Is that where all the drinking came in? Where <laughs> <laughs> all the drugs and pixie dust and yep. Um, but anyway, I, so that that bit of him sort of running through his history with Wendy, I remember really liking. I I like the way they connect the pan mythology, and right? Stuff. The all, dots. Yeah. All of those scenes are, are, I think, really good. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I agree. I like that too. I again, I don't have any like. Uh, I don't have major dislikes of the movies. I, there's nothing of like 
terrible about sure. it, I guess. I, so but, what, if, if you had to really pin down and sum up why you're kind of on the fence, like what is the biggest thing holding you back from like, oh man, it's, it held up, it was awesome. You know? <sighs> you know, I could. I mean, I guess it's just that magical thing that great movies get you with and good movies don't. I, I don't know. I sure. can't say. It's just there's that something. certain something. There is a certain something that's missing, and I can't put my finger it's on it. Called half an hour cutout. That, would that could that have gotten possibly. There? You know, okay. if we if we'd gotten a half hour of my it time. It is back. long. I will say that I yeah. we I had no memory of the runtime of the movie. Yeah, we yeah. sat down to watch it, and John's like, "How long is this again?" And I looked, and I said, "It's like two and a half hours." He's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, never, never done." <laughs> <laughs> like ridiculous but but i will say for for a two and a half hour film it it didn't feel it moved it was it it was paced well it moved pretty well one of my sort of reservations going in dustin hoffman and and bob hoskins while i remembered them being really good i was sort of skeptical of my memory of that right and and that like particularly dustin hoffman seemed an area ripe for (laughs) did i remember that right like was hook good i don't know you know and and i'm happy to say watching the movie i I thought he did quite a good job as that character yeah i think in fact the movie was like trying to find ways to involve him more because really as far as like his necessary involvement there wasn't much there was like a lot of scenes that they gave him where it's just like him kind of exploring you know just talking at length that like oh i hate peter pan and i hate this there's one great scene where he's like i'm so bored of all this i'm gonna commit suicide so <laughs> yeah. smee don't try to stop me smee don't try to smee try and stop me try and stop me smee come on god get up i'm about to blow the trigger yeah that was actually one of my favorite scenes with him um, I liked all the hook stuff, the, the, the physical hook stuff. They made a lot of like visual gags with him <laughs> right. playing with different hooks and knives and things that he put on his, uh, his hand or his lack of a hand. Um, I even like the clock stuff the, you know, the idea yeah. that like he's so terrified of clocks that they got rid of all the clocks in Neverland. Well, and- they, they take the clock thing and go an interesting direction with it because, you know, he sets up that he doesn't like the clocks because the crocodile had a, had swallowed a clock, right. I believe. Right. And, they, and it was ticking. And, um, they do this thing early on where Peter Panning gives his son a watch very conveniently out of, he, he, he pauses <laughs> of his dickery for a brief moment <laughs> to give the, his son a very important for the plot watch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to go, hey, this is, you know what? This is, I'm with you, man. Here's this watch. And um, so they bring it out again, and they're in this room where they're basically smashing watches. And then they have his son pretty violently start listing off just grievances of this is for missing my baseball game. This is for not letting me blow in my chocolate milk. And like this. Right. And then it de evolves into just straight up, this is for never being there. Like, bam, like, this <laughs> right. is for being a shit dad. You know, and, and then he's like crying at the end right. of it. Um, that was a really emotional scene. I thought they played that son really well. Yeah. Uh, you could, like you could tell he loved his father and that all his anger was pent up in just sort of being ignored and neglected. Right. That, that's kind of a hard, more nuanced way to play a child. And I, I forgive me. I still don't remember the child actor's name, but he, he did a pretty good job. He did. And maybe uh, as you say it, and that's the thing that sort of tickles my, my soul <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. is it's like just the idea that like maybe because societally things have changed a little bit where it's like, it's not sort of as okay for fathers to be sort of that absent yeah. anymore. And maybe that's the problem I have had with hook since it came out. Cause you know, my family was not like that. So seeing, 
sort of the forgiving of a father who's just like, eh, if I miss my kids' lives, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not completely bothered by that. It's like, eh, then you're kind of a dick, aren't sure. you? Like in his world, it is an acceptable substitute for a, a person that works for him to come down to his son's game and record it for him. Right. As if watching it later is going to make up for it. That's actually really brutal because his son sees this guy recording, knows his dad's not there, and mm-hmm. then just whiffs and loses the game uh. for everyone. And it's just as as the other children are like, yay! Yay! And he just walks like that, dragon in the sand, head held low. It's really kind of a bummer. Yeah. And for a guy with a cell phone, he didn't bother to call his family. I guess his family doesn't have a cell phone, but like yeah, he, no, no. he shows up to like, there's this like sad thing where he like shows up to his son's game. He's wearing his son's, you know, baseball hat and he goes up and oh, everybody's gone. The thing's deserted and they've been gone <laughs> for hours. It's like, what the fuck were you doing? You what were you sh- thinking? I mean, what did, why did you think that the game was apparently going to last like two hours longer than it did? I mean, also, if you were in such a hurry, how come you played gun holster? You draw like yeah you just be like, guys i gotta go i gotta go yeah there's I, again maybe that's the feeling that and maybe that's the thing i can't get past is like well pan's a dick fuck him <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a shit if it, maybe maybe hook would be a better father than than pan would i don't know i think i think since i always saw this movie as a child uh, i've had those moments with you know my parents being mad at me or being, sure it, it never read like it's really interesting my viewpoint was never oh man this guy what a shitty dad <laughs> my viewpoint was always like oh man i remember when my dad's scary sometimes like oh, right. i remember when my dad yells at me and when i'm acting up like it, it was always sort of justifiable to me because i was never with him in that moment right well i mean so did you sympathize with the boy and say to yourself yeah his dad's a dick fuck him i mean Yes, I I would. I think so. I mean, I think they do a good job of selling why this kid would want to hang out with Captain Hook and say F dad, you know, (laughs) rightfully so. And for all the reasons you're naming, you know, I don't think it's out of line for him to want to do that. Yeah, maybe Neverland isn't such a bad place. Maybe these uh, kids leave their parents for good reason. They run away from their abusive parents (laughs) and live lives of happiness. I don't know. Um, it is funny that once he rescues his children, this I, I don't think this is a knock against the movie. It's just a funny observation. But but he finally rescues them, throws pixie dust on him, has them think happy thoughts, and they're like, "Mommy, my dad, Peter Pan, <laughs> yay!" And he's like, "I'll catch up <laughs> later, suckers." <Bye>. Yeah, <laughs> they just happily fly away like. Dude, I don't know, man. I, like, I wouldn't let those kids out of my sight if I've yeah, been missing I mean, for weeks. Plus, they're flying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you're pretty new to Tink's this flying got thing. Them. Yeah, it's all good. She don't. might turn hand the rocks to cradle on me, but I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's cool. Like, you got them, Tinkerbell. Yeah, that's fine. I trust the 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 deceptive fairy. So I guess that brings us to the conclusion, John. I, I well, I you know, as you may have gathered from our initial discussion, I would give this a pretty strong holds up for me. Okay, but, but I, I wouldn't. I think that is contingent upon a love of it already and a nostalgia for it. I don't know if Hook would be at the top of my list for, you know, if someone was 40 years old (laughs) and had never seen Hook. Right. I don't really know if I'd be going, you got to see Hook, man. Oh, man, you got to see this. You got to just drop what you're doing and watch Hook right now. But but for anyone who I'm happy to report for anyone who has a fondness for the film. And a memory of really enjoying it. I, I You can happily watch it again. It's not going to destroy your memory. It, it holds up at, as a nostalgic viewing. Yeah, I could, I can see that. And uh, John, where, you know, you, how uh, the jury is, is finally back and <laughs> moment of your, truth. Let's have the verdict. Um, well, I'm, I'm tempted 
to say no because we've had so many uh, unanimous yeses of it's late. True. Uh, however, I, I I think you've convinced me that at the very least it's a well enough made film, and I enjoyed myself enough watching it. Even the fact that we, it was two and a half hours long, and I was like, the minute I heard that, I was like, well, I'm going to sleep at some point, and I did not. <laughs> sure. Do you think it's fair to say that you liked it more than the first time you saw it? I would say that is fair. Okay. I, I, I remember being more disappointed the first time I saw it, so maybe this time it's like, ah, it's, eh, eh, that's not bad. There you go. So I think I will fall on the side of yes, but we're sort of talking, uh, you know, like a 51% You're to 49%. You're doing it, John. You're doing it. Bang a ring, John. Welcome to the team. Here we go. I dare say this is one of those. You know, I have sort of a metaphor for this. I feel like the majority vote part of me won this, but the <laughs> electoral college part of me didn't. Yeah, funny. <laughs> I know not of what you speak. It's just a metaphor that just popped in my head. I've been saving that one for a few years. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna head back to Neverland now. <laughs> <laughs> never return oh i'm sorry to hear that well <laughs> uh if you guys want to chime in and let us know uh where we've gone wrong with this whole deal you can email us at holduppodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our website at holduppodcast.com there's links to our facebook page our twitter page um if you go to instagram we are at guess what hold up podcast and uh, you can see all kinds of fun pictures and all kinds of uh great stuff that we put up there we're continuing our streak of loving everything that comes before yeah. us. So let's see if we can break that. What are we doing next time? We'll see. Well, we're going to try, I suppose. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now we're like all aiming to try and <laughs> hate movies. No, no, not at all. I, no, actually, I to me, I, I, I'm not a big fan of selecting them necessarily because we know they're going to be bad or something. Like a lot of what this is about is just the not knowing. Right. And then seeing where it lands. Yeah. You know, apparently, what, what can I say? We had good taste when we were young. You know, yeah, what, what do you want to say? Hit a nice uh, lucky streak. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I think for next time, it is it is my choice. And I've decided that we're going to watch the disaster movie Twister. Ooh. The good old mid-90s <laughs> Twister. When, when everything was getting torn up. Great. Okay, so join us uh, next month, next year, 2017, uh, when we do our first show of the year, Twister. Thanks for listening, everybody, and until next time. Nobody move, everybody gets hugs.